Welcome to Find Your Sexy, the podcast that encourages self-love and celebrates female sexuality. I'm your host, Kelsey Valletta, and I want to help you discover your own unique sexy and learn to embrace it every single day. Thank you so much for joining me as we break the stigma together. Welcome back to Find Your Sexy. My guest this week is a narcissist recovery relationship coach and founder of Take Flight Coaching, Marissa Mize. She teaches women how to manage, untangle, and heal from toxic relationships. Marissa is passionate about helping women find their confidence and take their power back. Her zone of genius is seeing the beautiful potential in women, helping them believe in themselves and take action toward the life and relationships of their dreams. So here she is with me today. Hi, Marissa. Hi, Kelsey. Thanks for having me. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for coming on the show. What you do and some of what you're going to be talking about today is really important to me. I know that we've talked you know, a little bit about this briefly, but I haven't spoke about it publicly at all before. And that's that I was in a past relationship with a narcissist for a long time. And it was actually coming out of that relationship that made me choose to dive into self-love and take my power back, which is like everything that you do and help women with. And it's such a game changer. So just thank you for being you and thank you for doing this work because it is so needed. Right. Well, like you, I fell into it as I was coming out of also a very toxic marriage. So I totally get where you're coming from. I, this is how I found my calling as well. Yeah. So I am so grateful you're here and we're going to get into all the valuable information that you have to share. But first I want to take a moment and talk a little bit about your story with your journey with confidence and self-love. So I want to first ask you, when was the first time that you ever remember feeling sexy and what did it mean to you in that moment? I like that you framed it. What did it mean then? Because of course it changes as you get older. Um, I would say in high school, because I was kind of in middle school, an ugly duckling, if we all were in middle school, (laughs) very, very awkward. Um, and just coming into like your body changing and being aware that, Oh, I, I think I'm a pretty girl. And I remember people being attracted to my physicality. So, um, I mean, I didn't, wasn't like active that way, but I just remember thinking, Oh, I'm, I'm pretty, I could, this could go well for me. Yeah. So it sounds like at that point, what sexy meant to you was the attention you were getting from other people and what you were starting to look like on the outside. Exactly. It was all physical then. And I grew up in Florida. So it was very, um, you know, people aren't wearing a lot of clothes. It's bikinis year round. And so the way I looked on the outside was very important. There was a lot of focus on that. And how has that changed throughout your life? Oh my gosh, it's completely changed because I mean, not only has my body changed, but I've changed on the inside as well so much. So it's not so much about what my body looks like now. It's um, how I feel and how I feel around like my husband and how I know that I I see myself through his eyes too. And I, it's pretty great. Oh, I love that. And I imagine it takes a lot of 
self-work to get to that place, right? For sure. For sure. Especially, I mean, we're not, we haven't really segued into the Yeah. Toxic. Well, let's, let's get into it. We, I mean, we can get okay. into it. We'll come back around to all the good, okay. sexy stuff. Don't you worry. Okay. Perfect. So when I was in my toxic marriage, um, the only thing I felt like I could control was my body, like the food. I was a personal trainer at the time. And so everything I did was around how I could manipulate my body and to get it to be perfect. And it was pretty perfect. Like compared to like how I am now 20 years later, it's a different body that I live in. And so before it was very focused on what I could control and I could control how I looked. And that mm. was, that was, you know, cause everything else in my relationship was pretty much out of control. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about narcissists, I guess let's, let's get into it. So just so everybody listening knows, maybe, you know, maybe they're not familiar, maybe they don't have um, a relationship in any form with a narcissist in their life. When you have a relationship with a narcissist, whether it's, you know, a romantic relationship or maybe a family member, what are some of the red flags or feelings that you might be feeling? Um, some of the red flags would be if the other person basically has zero empathy, like, so they don't ever consider someone else's feelings. And so what that brings up for the other person, so like me or you, um, is just this feeling of insignificance. Like, okay, I don't matter in this relationship. Do I matter at all? Like, yeah. Where do, and where do I belong? And so that would be like the first thing that I would look for. Yeah. I, I mean, I can definitely really, I remember feeling a lot like nothing, nothing I ever did was good enough. Right. It's like everything I do is just never, never good enough. So you start to doubt um, your abilities and your word and all of that. Yeah. Uh, narcissists, toxic people, very highly critical. Like they will nitpick you until there is nothing left. And so I remember feeling like so small, zero self-worth. I mean, I, I had to build myself back up from nothing. Now, how did you begin to do that? Like whatever you want to share, how did you, like, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about your journey of how you began to build yourself back up, get to this place where you now are in a different, healthy, happy relationship. And now you've turned around and are helping women go through the same situation that you got out of. How did you start to begin that process? Yeah, um, that's a great question. And I think oddly it happened in counseling and not the way you think it's going to be. I was trying to decide whether I was going to stay in this marriage, my first marriage or leave. And the therapist said to me, and it was a man, what makes you think like, if you don't stay and if you don't make a decision now, what makes you think you're not going to be alone at the end of this? And I was like, exactly. (laughs) What a weird question. I know. Like, like in other words, he's not going to wait around for you. Yeah. And there's not going to be anyone else waiting around for you. (laughs) I I just looked at it and I was like, well, and a therapist said this to you. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Uh Uh-huh. And, and I said, well, I am pretty great. And I actually like believed it, you know, and before that I'd been like, 
what if I do end up alone? And then when someone else mirrors that back to you and you're like, okay, that sounds like a bunch of crap. Yeah. And so I realized how terrible and how wrong that sounded. And I was like, mm, no, you deep down, you knew already that you I, were great. Correct. correct. And I was like, I am pretty great. I'm like, gosh, I'm a great mom. I'm a great wife in a terrible marriage. I mean, I have a lot to offer someone who's willing to accept it. And so I, from then on, I was like, no, this is, this marriage is going to end and there will be something better for me on the other side of this. And there was, there is. That's amazing. So did you, you know, after your marriage was over or, you know, you began to get out of it, did you dive right into trying to build yourself back up? Like, did you dive into self-love or what did that look like? Yeah. Thankfully I had some strong women around me and we were into self-development through a company we were with. I'm not with that anymore, but it was all around self-development. And so Yes. Thankfully I was surrounded by plenty of things that I could reach out to and grab onto and learn from. That's amazing. And I, I love hearing that you were surrounded by women who were like there for you and supported you. And that's absolutely amazing. I, I feel like I can sort of relate to what you just shared about deep down, just knowing like, I I'm going to be okay. Right. Cause I, I remember having this yeah. moment of just deep down knowing this isn't normal. I don't think, I don't think I'm supposed to be feeling this way, like mentally and emotionally. I started Googling some things, you know, you find yourself Googling behaviors and is this normal? Is this narcissistic right. behavior? And I'm like, no, like, and it's weird because that experience almost made me, um, like love myself even more. Right. It's like, you're all you have. So you're like, I got to pull myself out of this and I, I got to choose to love myself and do what I need to build myself back up and believe that it's going to be better because I'm all I have right now. And it's going to be better. That's right. That's right. And that, that little like seed. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it just takes a teeny tiny seed and then it does grow into something amazing. And like, all like if picture a tree, like when you plant a seed for a tree, it's, you can barely see it. And then it grows all these beautiful branches and fruit leaves everything. And then it provides, if it's a fruit tree provides for other people to enjoy it, which is great. Mm. When you heal, you grow, and then you can provide help to other people, which is what you and I both do. What an amazing analogy. I love that analogy. That's, I love that. I'm glad it works because I just came up. With oh it. my gosh, you genius. <laughs> I love that. that. I mean, that's perfect. It's so true. Right. Because like you can't see the seed when it's, when it's in the ground growing, but then I love yeah. how you, it provides fruit once it grows and you can give back to, to other people. So what would you say are some of the most, you know, effective ways or the most important things to do when you are beginning to take your power back and build your self-worth and, you know, this obviously applies to maybe anybody coming out of a narcissistic relationship or, or anybody else who might be in a situation where they feel like they really just need to start building their self-worth. Yeah. I would say start talking about it because I think that a lot of us don't say anything, especially while we're in it, because there's this shame that goes along with being in a toxic relationship. Not only like because of what you're questioning your own self-worth, but you're like, okay, now 
how could I let someone treat me and talk, treat me this way and talk to me like this? Like, I can't believe I, I am going along with this and I'm okay with this. Yeah. You're so right. For Mm -hmm. years. And so I think telling your story is really important and powerful. And even if you're not ready to say something publicly or put it on social media, that's not what I'm like, write it down, start writing it down. Like these things happened and let's, let's, let's get this all out into some form of communication, even if it's just for yourself to begin with and then rewrite your story. So if you, these are all these lies that you used to believe that you been told by this toxic person. Okay. Now what's the truth behind it? What's the opposite? Let's rewrite the story that you've been told because what you've been told in this toxic or narcissistic relationship is not the truth. Ooh, I love that you say that to rewrite your own story because you're right. It's these lies that, that we believe to be true from this toxic person, whoever it may be. And then when you choose to rewrite your own story, that's really you taking your power back because you're like, no, this is my life, my story. Let me choose what I'm going to believe about myself and what I'm going to make to be true by the life I'm going to create. That's amazing. Right. Yeah. And you can create a new version of yourself just because you maybe were accepting of something before doesn't mean you're always going to do that. Now, you know, better, you do better. Absolutely. And so, yeah, just drawing a line in the sand. That's what I did. I was like, okay, never again. Never, yeah. was no, never again am I going to be okay with someone talking to me like that person did, like in a disrespectful um, manner. It's just, it's not okay. It's not happening. Yeah. And I feel like that's, you know, the phase that it's kind of these phases we all go through as we, as we grow and change in life. Right. I mean, we need to always be like turning into a different version of ourselves if we're growing. And that always involves leaving something behind leaving behaviors behind, leaving what we um, accept to be okay or allow to happen behind. So I love that you kind of just, you know, again, gave that, that reminder and permission to just, it's okay to do that, leave it behind and you can move forward and better things are in the future. Right. And in that process of becoming different, stronger, I don't want to say better, but um yeah, stronger version, there may be some other people that you thought were healthy for you that aren't okay with your growth too. And that may be a little surprising as well. So also just prepare yourself. If you're going along this journey, if you're leaving some toxic um, people, habits, whatever, and you are choosing to grow yourself, there may be people that are not on board for that journey with you. And that's, that's okay. That's not something to feel bad about. It may, may hurt a little bit, but every area of growth, there's also pain that goes along with it. This, this journey does not feel good all the time, right? Making good choices for yourself doesn't always feel good. Setting boundaries. It sounds like it's, um, sexy to set boundaries and it really, a lot of the times is not, it's not fun to set boundaries. It's a roller coaster of emotions for sure. Because yeah, because you have to have uncomfortable conversations. People get upset. I mean, it's, but it's worth it. Totally. Because like the freedom and the peace you have on the other side of this growth is amazing. Like I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. 
Yeah, especially I imagine, I mean, you said you have children, especially when you're, you're raising children and, you know, they're watching what you're doing for yourself and they're watching, you know, you create those boundaries to be a healthy person and it's got to impact them. Yeah, that's been pretty interesting. So I am a little older than you are. My kid, and I was a very young mother. So I had my firstborn when I was 22, 23. And, um, and so he's away at college already. Like he's, he's at his first year of college, he's 19. My youngest is 17. And so it's been really interesting to see them grow into young men and to be able to have these conversations with them because they get it. I mean, they have a relationship with me. They have a relationship with their dad. We have, you know, and together we have this like, you know, weird family and um, it's, yeah, they, and they see everything. And so it's really important to set a good example of what you're okay with and what you're not okay with in your life. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. I can imagine. Okay. So with the women that you work with, what are some of the ways that you have seen um, them transform once they really make like their self-love and, you know, journey to feeling more confidence, a priority? Like how have you seen some of these women's lives transform? Yeah. The freedom in how they feel they can show up in the world. Like they're not in a box anymore. Do you know what I mean? So when you're in a toxic narcissistic relationship, you are supposed to look a certain way, act a certain way, uh, talk a certain way. Like you, you are there to make the narcissist look good. Do you know what I mean? And so like a lot of times narcissists choose women who are who are strong, who are successful because they like, they like that, not on candy, but the, yes, they're very image driven. And so they, when they free themselves, they're able to be who they have always wanted to be or who they forgot they were when they were in this relationship. So it's like breaking free of the box, like spreading your wings. That's why um, I named my coaching program take flight because it's just like, it's like spreading your wings, flying away, being totally free, being yourself. Which I love that name. And that's totally what it feels like. Because I know for me, I've always been like a very independent person, always very confident. And I never lost that in a way when I was in that relationship, but there was definitely a feeling of like feeling stifled. Like I couldn't, I didn't have the freedom to you know, say the things I wanted to say without it being a problem and do the things I wanted to do without any problem. So there definitely was a feeling of freedom. It was like, this is amazing. I can do anything I want to do. Like, and so I just, that's exactly what it feels like taking flight. That's just a genius name for your program. It's exactly what it's like. Okay. So any just words of advice that you feel like you want to give to women listening as a reminder that they are worth it, building their confidence, their self-love is worth it. There's so much I could say, but I mean, you are worthy. You are worth putting in the effort and the hard work. It's 
And you're going to have the dark night of the soul, like be prepared to go through the dark night of the soul. We're talking like ugly crying, like to get to the, the root, you need to have some ugly crying times and, and that's okay. Like do the work because you won't even recognize the person you used to be. And so get to the root of the problem, whether it's, you know, stuff from your childhood, like you may have to go really deep with this. Um, but it's so worth it. Like you are worth the work you are worth the effort it's going to be and take to become who you really desire and to attract. If you want a new relationship to attract the person that of your dreams, like really you, you become someone and then you attract a new type of person. Not that I'm saying you're at fault for having a toxic relationship, but there's going to be a new level of friendships, of business partners, of, you know, friends that become family. You will like your whole tribe will look different after you put in the work and really heal everything that was broken by that relationship. Mm, that's that so question. good. Yes, that's so good. I got like a lot for a second. I forgot I was interviewing you because I was just sitting here like, oh my gosh, listening to everything <laughs> you're saying. No, that that's so good. Thank you for sharing that. I think that that, um, you know, such good advice that I feel like anybody in any situation um, can take something away from from what you just shared mm-hmm. in order to know that they are worth doing the work to get to this next version of themselves and what is on the other side waiting for them um, that's that will be better that will be you know worth it which I love that you kept saying um, so thank you for sharing that of course. Okay. So now I want to talk about your sexy. Let's go back to your sexy a little bit. Um, I want to know, you know, who Marissa is now you've kind of gone through this whole healing journey. You are, we're at this stage of life where you are now let's talk about your sexy. So at this point in your life, what satisfies you and brings you joy? Um, I think being able and confident in talking about my past and not being back in it, if you know what I mean, like Mm, it doesn't like emotionally. Yes. It doesn't, um, put me in a downward spiral. Like I'm very, I'm connected to it, but I'm not emotionally, I don't get stuck there. So I can talk about the pain and like, I remember it, but I'm not in it. And yeah. so that's really um, satisfying to be able to think, okay, I did that work and which is why I'm here. And so I can talk about it and not relive it. Did like, how did you get there? Was it from just talk, like making yourself talk about it? Because I know, you know, you shared earlier, talk about your story. Don't be ashamed. And there might be people listening who are like, oh my gosh, I I don't know, how do I begin talking about it and feeling comfortable without going on, you know, into a downward spiral? Yeah. I mean, at first you are going to go into a downward spiral for sure. But as you get more distance and you do the healing work, you're further and further from that, you know, falling off the cliff back into the like despair, the loneliness, all that. And 
I am so far removed from it. I've been out of that relationship for nine years. And so I do have a lot of time Mm -hmm. between it as well. And I'm in a very healthy relationship now. And it's, I've been married for seven years, remarried for seven years. And so there's a lot of healing that happened during that marriage, of course, during my second marriage as well. Of course. It kind of is like, like the image of working out comes to me. Like at first, if you're not used to working out, you're going to be really sore for a while and it's going to be rough, but the more often that you do it, you know, you won't be a sore for some reason. That's just that the analogy that came to my mind. I use that analogy all the time and it's so true. Oh yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the next one is ego. So, um, what is your relationship like with your self-esteem and your self-worth at this point in your life? Um, I think it's pretty great. Um, I don't, I'm not looking for outside validation. You know what I mean? Um, I'm pretty comfortable in my skin. I'm comfortable with my, like who I am, my personality, my beliefs, like nothing is going to really waver that. I mean, once in a while, it's like, you you hear something, you're like, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) But um, yeah, I don't really let things bother me that much. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty solid. And do you have any self-love practices that are important to you? Um, if I find myself going backwards, then I will like make a list of, you know, all the reasons if it's, uh, about work, all the reasons I'm qualified to do what I do. You know what I mean? Like when you all start, the- if you start doubting yourself or having imposter syndrome or something come up hundred percent, like, yeah. like I'll write down 10 reasons I'm super qualified, like, and the best person to help the women who are attracted to me um, get to where they want to be. And so I'll just like remind myself. So that's one of the things I would say, like, start doing if you're, if you're having self-doubt in any area of your life, write down. I mean, if you can only think of one, write one thing down that you are the best at, or that you are really great at, or that, um, you like about yourself or that someone else said that they liked about you. If you can't think of anything you like about yourself, what did someone else tell you that they liked about you? Write that Mm -hmm. down. Yeah. That's a great point because we focus so much on, you know, the things you want to change or improve on. It's like, no, take a second and just like celebrate yourself or the things that you're great at, the things that make you special and unique. I think that's a great reminder, especially since criticism comes so naturally and mm. easily, Why is um, that? whether it's outside or inside. And, and so that it, it just, we don't need to, we don't need to write the critic, the criticisms down because they're just, they're so easy to come up with. Let's, let's work on building ourselves up with something positive and yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So the next one ex- is external opinions, which you kind of touched on, mm. um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add at this point, you know, how often do you let what other people think or say affect you or like, is there anything you do to kind of help not let it affect you? Um, yeah. Um, normally things don't bother me unless it bothers, like, unless it affects my family, Mm. you know what I mean? And then, and then I could get a little fired up about it because I'm very protective of my family and, but I like to think of things logically. So I'm an Enneagram six. I'm a, like, I'm going to fix this problem and make sure it doesn't happen again. Right. And so I just deal with it logically and, and try to talk 
through it. So if, I mean, if it's affecting somebody else, but normally I'm just like, yeah, that doesn't matter to me. That's, that's not true. That's yeah. their opinion. That's neither yeah. here nor there. So that's great. You're such a logical thinker that probably helps you kind of you know, differentiate between the black and the white. I definitely sure. have to make sure I'm thinking logically sometimes. <laughs> okay. So the last part of sexy is yearn. So what are you looking forward to the most in the future? And what are you just yearning for right now? Um, I'm really looking forward to getting really into the groove with my coaching business, because just like you, like I am like about a year into it. And when you're building a business from like a passion. It's like the creative stuff comes really easily, but then the running the business, not so easy. Right. Oh yeah. And so it's like, Oh, the scheduling and the time, time slots and all that stuff. So really I'm looking forward to making it more natural for me to run a business. Mm -hmm. And that way I can help more people when I'm not like just you know, in my head. Yeah, of course. And you're going to help so many people. So I can't wait for that. Okay. So at this point in your life, what does sexy mean to you now? Um, I think it just means being comfortable and confident in every area of my life. Um, like uh, some of my favorite times where I feel the most, I don't know, I guess sexy, um, is sitting on my back patio, having a bottle of wine with my husband, listening to music, like just being ourselves and joking around and, and just being together. I just, it's, it's just for us. You know what I mean? Like just being comfortable with us and just being completely myself and not worrying about being judged. I love that. That's a beautiful definition. It kind of sounds like you really, um, appreciate being in the moment and taking it in. I love that. Okay. So what is one physical trait of yours that you think is sexy? I have not been looking forward to this question (laughs) and you know, that's why I ask it. (laughs) I'm sure because like, I want to be like, Oh, it's just my hair because my hair is my thing. And I know that's really not a great answer. I mean, if that's what you really feel, (laughs) but I do challenge you to really see if that's really what you feel is sexy. Yeah. I'm going to say this is might be weird, but my skin, is that a weird, like, that's not weird. I don't really wear a lot of makeup. And so I just feel like it's very, it's just out there and I take okay care of it. And it's, and so I'm just going to say my skin, it's, is what I'm saying is the most sexy. I mean, people (laughs) kill for beautiful skin. Like, you know, people are doing a thousand steps day and night to try to get their skin to be, you know, beautiful, whatever they think that is. So that's absolutely your skin, okay. <laughs> your skin, your, your physical quality that you think is sexy. Okay. And then what is one character trait of yours that you think is sexy? I'm going to say my sense of humor because I have to be super comfortable around because I'm an introvert. And so it takes a little bit for me to be completely myself around people. And but when I am, I could be pretty funny and people are, are surprised by it because it's just like out of the blue. And you kind of like are quiet as they're getting to know you. And then yes. you're like, Hey, let me and hit you I with this humor. Completely. And it's, it's fun. 
I love that. I'm an introvert too. So I can totally relate. Like once, once I kind of figure everyone out, once I figure you out and like feel more comfortable, all bets are off. Right. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, my last question, who is one woman you think of as a sexy woman and why? I'm going to say, and people may not agree, Jennifer Garner, because she is so strong. And I remember like, again, aging myself, but when I was a brand new mom, her show Alias was on Mm -hmm. and I was obsessed because she was such a badass. I mean, she literally kicked ass all over the world. And I was like, that's amazing. And so, um, I just think she's great. And then in real life, she's like me jeans and a t-shirt. And so I just, I, I just love her. I feel like she's still the same, like the same too. Like she's still just as strong. She still could just kick ass and rule the world. I feel like. And she left a toxic marriage. So, so we're going to just really like hand tap cheers. So many reasons for Gardner. A badass, sexy woman. Yeah. We love Jennifer Gardner. Yeah. Okay. So before we go, where can people find you, follow you, work with you? Give us all the details. Okay. On Instagram, I am at, it's I am Marissa Mize or at I am Marissa Mize. I slaughtered it. Um, (laughs) My website is marissamize.com. And I have a private Facebook community. So if you want to get into deeper conversations away from prying eyes, because I know how that is, um, it's take flight with Marissa Mize and you can, you know, ask to join that community and not have to worry about people looking at what you're talking about online. That's so smart. That's great that you offer that as a resource. And I'll make sure to link it all in the show notes as well. So people can easily find you. Oh my goodness. Marissa, thank you so much for being here. I just, like, like I said, at the beginning of our conversation, I just feel like what you're doing is so important. It's not even like, I feel, I know it is. It's a fact. What you're doing is so important. Helping women come out of these relationships, whatever type of relationship it might be. Um, and really helping them find their, their confidence again, their self-worth and just thank you so much for doing what you do. And thank you so much for talking with me about it today. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For more information, visit findyoursexy.co or follow me on social media at Kelsey Valletta. And if you would like to leave a five-star review of the show, I would be so grateful. Actually, I can't think of anything that would be more sexy.